0: it's funny. People on the outside don't really get what's going on. But they always got something to say. (laughs) What's going on, folks? This is Daryl, your host of Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast, where we discuss issues that impact black and millennial communities while having a good drink. Today, I'm sipping on Mictor's Small Batch Bourbon. The bottle is almost gone. I think I featured it in the first season. I was turned on to Mictors because I watched this show called Billionaires, I think. Is it Billionaires? Maybe Billions. Whatever. Whatever. Really, really good show about some very wealthy people who are in tune with the finer things in life. And so one one of the main characters of the show went up to the bar one day, ordered the if you if you're familiar with Drinks in general, but specifically whiskeys, there are levels. I'm not too familiar with vodkas or gins or things like that. But I do know that there are levels to all types of whiskey, except maybe moonshine. Probably levels to that too. But I know that, you know, as you mature and, and climb the ladder, you'll start with the regular Jack Daniels and then you'll move to the. Uh, what is it gentleman's jack and then a single barrel so anyway on the the show but i digress on the show uh one of the the main characters sidekick basically decides that he wants to get the mictors he goes to the bar orders it and the lady says something along the lines of sir that's 500 dollars a shot and he says yeah give me the whole bottle so i was already intrigued is this a real brand I hadn't heard of it this was probably a, it was before I started the podcast but I was really starting to dive into whiskeys and brands and figuring out what it was that I liked and uh, so I was in Boston in the fall of 2019 I'm in Boston uh, and I see Michter's at the bar I hadn't had it before but I knew that if it was on this this show and it was being spoken of so highly, probably wasn't an interesting flavor profile. So I go to the bar and I ask the lady, you know, how much for a pour of Michter's? And it was a reasonable amount. Obviously it wasn't that that top level, like I said uh, earlier, about about levels of, of bourbons and whiskeys. And so I, I said, well, I'll take one. Pretty good. Came back to North Carolina, purchased a bottle. And like I said, I think I fin- I featured it on the first season, but. Um, seeing as I'm coming up on the end of the bottle, here I am. Excuse the ice. Uh, I usually don't ice my drinks this heavily, if at all. If I do, I have you know one large ball of ice that, that'll hold for a while and won't melt too quickly. But initially, I was planning on making a cocktail with a lesser caliber bourbon. Then at the last minute, decided, hey, let's throw some mictors on here and just drink it. Um, on the rocks so today's going to be a very short episode i don't have a whole lot to say i don't have the statistics behind it Um, and i don't feel like researching it because it doesn't matter like the numbers don't matter i want to talk about and just give straight opinion because my opinion in this matter is fact I'm not going to argue with you about. If you want to argue with somebody, go argue with yon. We must divorce profits from prisons. This week, President Biden, uh, he decided to sign a policy or an executive order or whatever it is into effect saying that federal penitentiaries could no longer be for profit. That is certainly a step in the right direction, but only applies to those who are in federal prisons. State governors still have say over their individual state prison systems. County jails, I'm not sure if they are privately owned or not, but the fact of the matter is that if federal dollars are still being placed into private prison systems and Black men, black women, brown men, brown women, poor men, poor women are being the source of funding for these privatized institutions in this capitalist system. We cannot expect them not to be corrupt. We cannot expect for police chiefs and judges not to be receiving payoffs. So that a certain number of black men and women, children, are captured by the equivalent of slave patrols for minor infractions. Placed into shackles, put in the back of slave catcher wagons, transported onto the new plantation and worked until death. There is incentive to keep the profit coming into your account. You want to continue to thrive in this system of greed. And so you do what you must so that your family can excel at the expense of the livelihoods, the happiness, the peace of others. We have to remove that incentive. We have to make that incentive illegal. Privatized prison systems are... Excused by saying they provide jobs, but they take lives, both figuratively and literally. People die every day from murders, um, direct murder, assault, suicide, abuse. This is happening at the hands of other prisoners and at the hands of COs. Um, I don't know if I, I don't remember if I just mentioned suicide, but, but that is. A very prevalent issue and even if you come out of jail after being wrongly accused or or justifiably accused and convicted of a crime the mental anguish that you endure does irreparable harm let's look at the case of Khalif Browder very famous case not a one-off black men are more likely to be convicted of crimes that they did not commit than white men are black women more likely to be convicted of crimes they did not commit than white women are. I'm sure that while the uh, the gap narrows as traditional skin colors lighten, whites are the most advantaged in these situations. We can't keep putting melanated people in jail because white people are, are being lazy. Because they want to get rich Because their family has always had money And they don't want to share like, Sharing is a basic tenet of childhood I was always told Yo, You're going to share with Sean You're going to share with Asia You're going to share with Damien You're going to share with Philip." Are there cultures that aren't taught that? I'm, I'm really asking is, is Every culture and every socioeconomic Status not taught to share as a child? Are there preschools that don't teach you to share with your, your friends? Because that's what I'm that's what I'm believing, that's what I'm beginning to believe, that there are people who are saying, get what's yours, hold on to it, keep it for yourself, and don't spread the wealth. And that's just not what, what I've been taught. That's not what anyone should be taught. We should be told that we are here to help those around us. Maybe not at our own expense, but is it really at your expense when you're not quadrupling your wealth after already being in a wealthy state? Is it at your expense when during a worldwide pandemic um, billionaires have amassed even more billions at the expense of the poor? We've got to divorce profits from prisons. How do we do that? It starts with executive orders or policies like the one President Biden signed into um, into action this past week and certainly congress can fight back but should they like don't you want to be human for a little while don't you want to put the profit to the side and and make sure that your constituents all your constituents are taken care of because you don't just represent the free constituents you also represent those who are incarcerated You have benefited from those who cannot vote, but you still represent them as an elected official, even though they did not elect you. And to those elected officials that I did not vote for, even if I did not select you and elect you, you still represent me. And to fail to do that is a gross lack of integrity. So what are you going to do? Are you going to go ahead and remove this for-profit prison system that essentially trades slaves in a legal fashion in 2021 are you going to have the guts to do what it takes to make sure that the next generation does not have to suffer the way that this one has from a moral standpoint from a guilt standpoint people say that they are Tired of hearing the term white guilt. But I think that white guilt is a very necessary emotion for as long as there is white privilege. And if you are tired of white guilt, then you need to remove white privilege because anyone who has an undeserved advantage based solely on the color of their skin, um, or their complexion, or the texture of their hair, or their facial features should feel guilt if they're not actively working to absolve themselves of said unfair advantage. That's all I got for y'all today. I'm gonna finish this Micters. By the way, I just learned how to say it. I, I was calling it Mitchters, but I don't like mispronouncing things on the podcast. So I slid over to YouTube, great tool, um, closely connected to Google. I think um, Google actually owns YouTube. But yeah, I slid over to YouTube, went to Mictors page, checked out a video, looked at the first 30 seconds, and I was sure that the, um, the branding team would have them say the actual name of the, the product, and boom. So if you don't, if you don't know how to pronounce a brand name, nice easy hack, slide over to YouTube, go to the brand's page, and boom, you don't have to continue saying Stella Artois, you can then say Stella Artois, cheers. thanks for tuning in today as always you can find us on instagram facebook and twitter at narrow podcast that's n-a-r-r-o-w podcast additionally we love reviews constructive criticism feedback and any topics you'd like to hear in the future thank you for your support catch you again next week same time same place peace The Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast is a subsidiary of Daniel's Development and Branding, LLC. Here for all of your fundraising, creative direction, and storytelling needs.